but the opening of Dawn of the Dead is some of the just it's super great up. zombie zombie it's exactly what you want like the world goes to shit in one night in one Not night like, we're talking yeah. eight hours in eight hours yeah. it goes from a normal world yeah. to like fire like just yeah. smoke in the sky helicopters crashing yeah. her and her husband miss all the news reports because they're, they're too busy banging, banging in, in the, the shower, shower. Yeah. yeah they came out dirtier and they went in hey, hey I like it I like it Welcome to another episode of Straight to Series. I'm Connor. And I'm Ian. And we're back. Yeah, we're a bit older. We're a bit older. We're a bit wiser. A bit more wary. Yes, a bit more wary. Um, I had four kinds of monsters before this. I'm on my third one. I'm smashing yeah. it right now. Um, because I'm hyped. As we said, we're older and I need more help getting up in the morning. And I can hear your heart from here. Oh, yeah. Hang I on. can see it from here. Hang on. I'll tell you now. I burned 2,000 calories today. I don't know how I did that. 80. We're at 80. My oh. resting heartbeat has been 70 for the day, though, which is okay, that's pretty not high. Too bad. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty high. Anyway, um, what have what have we been up to since, you know, we, we haven't been doing a podcast? We've been watching movies and growing as people. Yeah, I've been watching movies, definitely, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and I've been growing as a person. Yeah. Sadly, in the stomach area. Yeah, me too. But we talk about what this episode's about because I think it's a I think it's a juicy episode. We even do. though it's it's a minimal episode. We don't have many topics. Because these ones that we're gonna yeah. talk about, oh, they're juicy. Oh, they're Once juicy. we break the skin with our oh, teeth, they're gonna my. be so juicy. I like it. Because we're talking about zombie movies yeah, at the beginning. That's what going for. Yeah. No, we're gonna compare Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's latest hit. Latest and greatest. Latest and greatest movie, according to some people on the internet. Yeah, just hit Netflix there a few months ago. Yeah, and we're going to compare that to his first movie, Dawn, Dawn of the, the Dead. Dead. You know, And Army of the Dead is said to be a spiritual sequel. Mm. So we think it'd be fun to do his, his first movie yeah. and his last movie, since they're quite, kind of similar. Yeah, a spiritual sequel, its own universe, you know. It's, yeah, it's and he's come a long way since then. He really has. He's For better or worse. He's gained well, an entire cult since yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, he's got his own religion. And, you know, which director thinks they're going to get a cult by the end of their career or midway through their career? I feel like Tarantino has a little bit of his own cult. For sure. They all love feet. They do love they feet. They all love feet yeah. and cocaine. Hey, listen. There's some feet in these movies. We'll get into it. We'll, we'll get, into get it. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about the Masters of the Universe revelations in a segment we like to call Did Kevin Lie to Us? Because there's been a lot of controversy there certainly where has. rumors came out that it might not be about He-Man, which you go, you balk at? You, you go, do. what? Yeah. And Masters of the Universe shows not about He-Man? Yeah. And, uh, and Kevin had the exact same mm. uh, reaction as well. So If you don't know gonna, what we're talking about, we're going to get into the whole thing. It's a whole mess. Yeah, we'll explain the whole story. But the basics is... We're gonna. Wa we've just watched the first five episodes because that's what has been released. It's divided one into part one and part of two. Season one of Masters of the Universe Revelation, and the rumors were that Kevin Smith, Smith. may have lied to us and changed what we know to be Masters of the Universe mm. and made it not about He-Man. And he said this was untrue. Mm. And we're gonna. We've, we've watched it and we're gonna clear it up. Yeah, whether that was true or not. Did Kevin lie to us? Yeah. Did Kev lie to us? Did K Dog lie to us? Lie to us. I would Did never. Did Silent have Bob? I hope Jason Mewes knew nothing about this. 
Because if Kevin lied Jason. to me, I'm upset about Kevin lying to me, but if Jason knew something and mm. lied to me as well, I'd be more upset. Jay would never do that. Jay, Jay, would, never Jay do would never do no, that. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. He would. Anyway, let's go back to Army of the Dead versus Dawn of the Dead. Yes. So Army of the Dead came out in 2021 on Netflix. It was a big release. It's a big a, hit for them. Big hit for them. And Dawn of the Dead came out in 2004. 17 years earlier. Jesus, 17, 17 years. years. Yeah. Oh, my God. 17 years. He's made a good few movies for 17 years because some directors don't. Like, because he's pretty hands-on, as in, like, he likes yeah. to write and produce and all that. Yeah, he likes to do different things in his movies. So, you know, like, push the envelope and everything. Mm. But I, I don't know. It, we signed of watched Army of the Dead and we had sort of strong opinions about it. By the way, we'll be spoiling everything we talk about here. Everything, including everything, Masters of the Universe. Including Masters of the Universe. So if you don't want that spoiled, we'll tell you when we're starting to talk about it. You can, you know, yeah. pause the episode, watch five episodes and come back. Honestly, it's going to get spoiled straight away. Like yeah, everything's exactly. going to just spew out of our mouths. Yeah, well, I mean, if you watch the uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation, Revelations show, which is the like talking, talking dead show of yeah, it, basically. Exactly. If you watch the little trailer for that, it spoils it on Netflix. Yeah, that, we actually should say that. Yeah. Here's a spoiler warning. If yeah. you go onto Netflix right now and you go down to the, to the talk show about Masters of the Universe, yeah. the teaser... Gives away the ending of the fifth episode, yeah, so, which is the finale of part one. Yeah, so if you don't it's want crazy, that, if you don't want that spoiled, don't watch it. It was spoiled for me, and it's only maybe twenty to thirty seconds into the yeah, teaser, yeah. so I was like, "Oh, what's this all about?" And mm-hmm. then boom, spoiler, ruined. yeah, crazy. Kevin Smith go, so in episode five, yeah. and then he lays it all out. Oh, it's ma- I yeah. can't believe that actually happened. Yeah, and he didn't fix it. I thought that would be fixed straight away, where someone mm-hmm. would go, "Oh my god, we can't do that." Mm. It wasn't fixed. You know why it wasn't fixed? No one's watching the post show. <laughs> we're the probably, only ones. Yeah, we're the probably. only ones. No, but Army of the Dead. So we were kind of, it came out and when we saw it, the two of us were like, this is, it's interesting to think about how far Zack Snyder has come. And we were trying to figure out what would make a good comparison. And then it kind of would click for us. We were like, obvious. oh, Dawn of the Dead from 2004. Now, I had never seen the movie before. You'd seen it before. In I fact. seen it in the cinema, a special preview screening yeah. where I got to. Fill out a little notepad saying whether I liked it or mm. not. You got to say Ty Burrell should have more sex in it. Is that what you wrote down? And more hair in it. More and, hair in it. And he did do that. He didn't do it for the movie, but he got it afterwards. Watched Dawn to Dead. Both me and Connor, separate from each other, had the same thought mm. that we're like, we're such guys. <laughs> we that are. Like, you know, when you're looking for flaws in other great actors, mm. we're like, surely like... You know, Chris Hemsworth must be a dickhead because yeah. look, he's got he has the genetic lottery yeah. right there, and Ty Burrell straight away clicking like he had he's got hair plugs since yeah. this movie. Yeah, exactly. We we, the, the, we came to each irrespective of each other. We I I think I said to Ian, I was like, you notice Ty Burrell? Yeah, he definitely got hair plugs after this movie. Bad like, hairline. He blew my mind because I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. So, Army of the Dead. Mm-hmm. You Are like we- the movie? Will we go Dawn of the Dead or Army of the Dead first? We'll Which start one? with Dawn and yeah, then we'll, we'll go, go into Army. We'll go um, so Dawn of the Dead, uh, excuse me, it was his first outing yeah, as a director. He's only been making commercials at this point. Yeah, car yeah. commercials. Specifically because uh, one of them's actually in the movie. Yeah. A Subaru commercial. Subaru commercial. And uh, he got a 26 million budget for the movie. It's for, like, And it's, this is a daunting kind of movie to take mm. your first movie because it's a remake of like this pivotal movie yeah this like horror movie staple like one of the most iconic horror movie franchises true classic yeah and George A. Romero is Mm. right there he is yeah and he he, he's right on the trigger ready to comment it was based on a screenplay by him wasn't it or something like that or based on the 
the movie he made, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, George but a. at some point it says, like, based on the screenplay of George A. Romero at the beginning or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, because uh, it's a remake of, like, the original Dawn of the Dead. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like he hadn't written a, scr- a remake or something. No, no. No, 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 no. Okay. And we should say it's written by... James Gunn. James Gunn. James Gunn, which we- got a lot of flack at the time. Because he had just written two Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah. Which, you know what? I would do the exact same thing. We'd be on the podcast right now going, the fucking Scooby-Doo guy is making Dawn of the Dead this horror classic. He's writing the script for He's He's making a movie about Guardians of the Galaxy. Who who the fuck are they? You know, this happens all the time, though. Like, we've probably spoke about this in other episodes where this unknown commodity, like this new writer... You, you they go, oh, do you know what? who wrote Spider Man? I feel like Spider Man Homecoming was written by a few different writers, and the team had like written something else was that it? was so different was... than like Spider Man mm. that I was going, what? The, why are you getting them? Yeah, why are you getting these people in? And I it's the know. same thing. Like you look at James Gunn, you're like yeah. the Scooby Doo guy. Ben Affleck is playing Batman. What the hell? We we got to remember that these people had to cut their teeth first. Yeah, and take whatever job was was given to them. You Heath know what Ledger. Way? The guy from 10 Things I Hate About You is playing the Joker. The what? guy who's having sex with Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. in a tent. In a tent up in it's the mountains. He's going to be Joker. I don't know how to quit you. Yeah. It's a good movie. Ang Lee. It, it is a good movie. Ang Lee. I want the cowboys to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're going to. They're going to have they're sex. They're going to. Yeah, yeah. No, but um, uh, look, it, it, it received a lot of flack at the time. And obviously now when we look back, I mean, I couldn't think of a better amalgamation where it's like... A James Gunn screenplay directed by Zack Snyder. I'm like, that oh seems God. like a dream, a match Gimme made it. in heaven. Yeah. Um, but then you go back and you see like that already happened. And at the time, like people didn't know what a great pairing that was mm-hmm. because, and this is the thing we found with Army of the Dead and some of, some of Zack Snyder's more recent outings, like in Batman versus Superman and Man of Steel to a lesser extent. It, it seems to get worse with each movie that comes out, like Man of Steel Batman v Superman, then Justice League, his four-hour cut of it, and now Army of the Dead, like, he doesn't have regal people in it anymore. Yeah. And if James James Gunn's one thing is he really captures the humanity of these characters, like, you look at Drax or Rocket, you know, Rocket's a talking raccoon, but there's so much soul in him, and that's what this script has. Yeah, it really yeah. does, because I was going to say, when mm. I first read that Groot, a talking tree, yeah. he was saying is is going to ha- have like one of the deepest moments of the movie, and the talking raccoon is going to be the heart of the movie. Yeah. I balked at it. Yeah. I was like, what? Remember when, what? Remember when like Groot gets dusted in Infinity War, and you see Rocket like trying to catch the ashes almost? It's like one of the worst moments in on screen, but... This is what like James Gunn does. He's really good at injecting humanity. I ate, I ate all those words and yeah. they were delicious. Like nom 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 nom. I was wrong and I love it. Nom 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 nom. I love it. This movie's great. Yeah. So uh, so that's what you kind of one of the main comparisons I took from seeing Dawn of the Dead for the first time. It's written by James Gunn. Yeah. Where Army of the Dead is written by Zack Schneider and his writing partner Chris Woods. No. I don't get it right here. Hold on. Maybe I'm making that up. Story by Zack Schneider. Screenplay by... Chris Woods from? Who's Chris Woods? I have no idea. No, you I made that name either. up. I did make it up. So, Shay Hayden and Joby Harold. Joby what Harold. a name. Joby Harold. Joby Harold. Sounds like a made-up name. It does, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name's Toby Harold, but he didn't want his name attached to it, so he's like, Joby? Joby. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but you no, know, so that that's why a lot of the problems. One of the main problems with Army of the Dead, like there's no humanity, there's no real people. And you, you said it to me perfectly. Where yeah. like it feels like I'm watching a video game. Yeah, like they're all just video game characters yeah. who are too cool for school. Who are too cool for school. Like it, when they even have at the beginning of it, they have like little. Like, they're holding up photos at the beginning of Army of the Dead during this cool montage that goes on for too long. Everything about Zack Snyder's new movies goes on for too long. It the, does. Army of the, Dawn of the Dead is like a tight 90 minutes. The extended it's, it's one hour of 40 minutes is yeah. the theatrical version. You watch the extended one? I ended up watching the extended one, so it's 150. So there's an extra 10 minutes in yeah. there. But, like, even that feels long at some points. Uh, uh, yeah. Because it lulls in the middle a little. But, um, but Army of the Dead is like 2 hours 20 and boy, do you feel every second of it. And yet there's more colours. It's more bombastic. Yeah. There's bigger names attached yeah. to it. But there's a lot lacking. It just yeah. feels like you're watching nothing at the same time. It feels empty. It's so empty. It's yeah. so hollow. It it's is so, hollow. It looks great from the outside, though. Yeah, and it even great. reading the synopsis, like, uh, Dawn of the Dead is the beginning of an outbreak. It's a classic setup. They're hiding out in a mall, group of survivors just trying to, you know, get through the zombie apocalypse. Ving Rhames kind of being a leading man. Yeah. Which you forget how good that guy can yeah. be, because now he's just like... Either he's Mission Impossible or he's in a DVD. He's in some DVD he's in some DVD movie. movie. Yeah. But Ving Rhames owns it in this he movie. He does. He's cool. And then you have Army of the Dead where it's like, it's a heist movie. It's zombies. It's Vegas. It's all a this race stuff. Race Against the Clock as a well. Race Against the Clock. It's all these exciting things that you think. Robots. Did you mention robots? Oh, yeah, yeah. We can Ro- get to that. Yeah, apparently there's robot zombies in it. Like, it seems everything exciting is supposed to be in this movie and then there's you watch it there's too many flavours that you can't taste one yeah. individual one but it just it loses like they spend so much time like just in a casino but they're just talking in a casino like they could be having these conversations anywhere you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it just I don't know it just never quite it reaches its goal whereas if you look at um dawn of the dead like they're interacting with the shops they're going to like oh you can get paint from this hardware store and all this the mall is a character itself and you enjoy that character and even like Zack Schneider I read all the trivia about Mm. it and like Zack Schneider didn't want cardboard kind of cut out shops because Mm. loads of shops like loads of brands wouldn't sign on to let their their brand be in the movie which you can kind of understand Starbucks is supposedly like said no no, we Mm. don't want like it's zombie Guts spilling all over coffee cups. Yeah, you know, what's way, the point? On, on, on yeah. silver screen. What's the point in my logo being in there if you're just going to cover it in blood? Mm. Who was it they said they agreed to? Panasonic? Did Panasonic Panasonic, and it was like some other brand. Yeah. So a lot of the stores are fake stores. Yeah. But they actually made real... They, so they found like... An abandoned mall. An abandoned mall. And I think it was 10 weeks mm. they took to just rip it out and like make it new yeah. and make what you see like the, the fountain in that movie and I'll for anyone who's watching the podcast on YouTube I'll put up like pictures of all these things yeah. but the fountain like the production team put that fountain in there yeah. which is almost unnecessary as well mm-hmm. like you don't necessarily need that fountain there no but like it's you know it's a nice touch and like the, the, the shops are three dimensional yeah like you can actually go in the whole thing was like they can actually go walk into the shop and there's real registers there it feels real there's real products and mm. they also had fun creating all these fake shops with fake names oh, oh what was the coffee shop the holy hallowed oats Hall- uh, no hallowed grounds hallowed grounds hallowed grounds that was a great That's name for excellent. a coffee shop bookmark was the name uh, of the bookshop bookstore book I mean we recently watched uh, just to go on a slight tangent we watched Fear Street we watched that trilogy right and the big finale of that 
takes place in a mall. Yeah. But that mall feels lifeless and empty almost. It does, yeah. Even though they're trying, to, it's like covered in neon and everything. Whereas this mall, even though it looks more ordinary, it feels more real in a yeah, sense it feels and tangible. Lived in. It's not a showroom no. house. It's a it's a home. Yeah, whereas the mall in Fair Street is like you feel like there's this one bit and then the rest is a set. Oh, I'm on the movie set yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah I'm on exactly. the movie set right now. And I, I guess that they're the details that is missing in my opinion from Army of the Dead is mm. those small details where it feels like they're on a green screen all the time yeah. and I hate to be that guy because I love Marvel movies mm. and it's all blue screen green screen whatever everything's fake mm. but it's lifeless yeah like, look it's Mark Ruffalo's head floating yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know it's yeah. Uh, yeah it does there's a lot of like Dawn of the Dead if anyone hasn't seen it and they've watched Army oh. of the Dead and they enjoy it you should go back and watch Dawn of the Dead now, Dawn yeah. of the Dead I would say it's weird to say this but it's a more mature kind of piece mm. it's a bit slower mm-hmm. you know as we said it's more lived in mm. it feels more lived in but you'll remember the characters names at the end yeah you will and they resonate with you a little bit more yeah they, they feel real people they're interesting you know there's a lot going on in it that uh, it's just lacking like I mean we, you want to talk about heart right Zack Snyder thought that all movies were filmed chronologically. It was his first movie, so he was, like, shooting the first scene then, and one of the ADs came up and was like, you know, they don't normally do this. He was like, no, it's the first scene we shoot this first. And they're like, no, normally it's the last death scene that they shoot first, and then they work back. Like... That's the actress must have been so happy with that. I know, To yeah. shoot something chronologically for yeah. once. Well, apparently the lead actress, whatever her name is. Uh, do we have oh, the thing? Uh, no one knows her name, including Wikipedia. Yeah, no one knows her name. But uh, she was uh, upset by the amount of running she had to do in it. Sarah, Sarah Poli. Yeah. You don't, oh, you don't recognize that name? No. I, yeah, you shouldn't. She's actually, she, you know, I hate to bash, but she's bad. And She's really bad. In she this, got yeah. very lucky. She did. You can tell that it's Zack Schneider's first movie because that guy's a casting god. Yeah. Say what you want about him. And like, I have a lot of qualms when it comes to Army Me of the too. Dead. But my God, that guy can cast a movie. And yeah, even in Army of the Dead, all the characters, right? They don't give them enough. Anything. And yeah. yet, I still like them because they're great actors. Yeah. And yeah. they're giving nothing. And they still, like, Dave Batista's is just a cool guy. I like him. Yeah. And I love his character in it. Yeah. Dude, What's his character's uh, name? Uh, big boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's called <laughs> Dave Man. Batista. Yeah. Muscle yeah. Man. And there's uh, the black dude with the big hacksaw. <laughs> yeah. Vanderhoe, I think. Vanderhoe. Oh, is. and Dieter. Dieter is the German is guy. He's the German guy. He's who, cool as well. They give these guys nothing. And I yeah. still just like them because he's good at casting. Yeah. Great actors. Whereas Sarah Poli. Mm-mm, not the same but she gets all the material in the world to work with and for the first 20 minutes she's actually really good really good because the opening of much like the opening of Army of the Dead well to a certain point but the opening of Dawn of the Dead is some of the just it's great zombie zombie it's exactly what you want like the world goes to shit in one night in one not night like we're talking yeah. eight hours in eight hours yeah. it goes from a normal world yeah. to like fire like yeah. just smoke in the sky helicopters crashing yeah. her and her husband miss all the news reports because they're, they're too busy banging, banging in, in the, the shower, shower. Yeah. yeah they came out dirtier than they went in hey, hey I like it I like it no but it, like she gets all the material to work with and she she kind of she's great for the first 20 minutes and then when they start getting into the mall she kind of like sleeps her way through the rest of the movie what I find now we, we rewatched it there mm. a little bit before this podcast is I need a close ups where clearly she has no one really to work with yeah you know because obviously at the start of the movie she's in a car there's blood everywhere yeah. her windshield's smashed yeah. there's a zombie literally chasing they're the doing, car they're doing things for real because that you know that was a thing that they did back in 2004 practical effects practical what? effects what? So she has loads of things to work with, yeah. but then when it's like those single shots mm. where 
you know, it's up close. She yeah. probably doesn't have an actor right there in front of her to work mm. with. Yeah. And then that's where you kind of see the mechanics where you're like, oh, she's acting. She's acting now and she's not doing it very well. And it's bad when you see like a close up of Ty Burrell giving her shit and then it turns to her and mm. it's like a cardboard cut yeah. out giving me nothing. Like, and you taste like water. Yeah, yeah. Honey, you taste like water. Switch back to that bad hairline quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it so like they are they are a very interesting comparison to make like there's so many different things uh, you know, just because we're talking about see. casting for now mm. could we just mention how Ty Burrell mm. is the biggest douchebag and dickhead he's such in this an movie. asshole in this movie he's so out of character because yeah. for the last 11 years he, whatever he's the best dad ever Phil fun loving dad Phil Dunphy Mr. Dad jokes yeah. himself yeah easy and he's in like the Incredible Hulk playing just uh, slabo insert boyfriend here character kind of thing yeah, yeah. like he's it, I, but this guy is a prick yeah and I love it it's so much fun to watch him be a prick in this and movie because when you see it at first you're like wait he oh he's a bad guy in this that's not gonna work and you're yeah. like oh no Ty Burrell's an, a talented actor yeah. and it works it totally works it really works and you know his bad hairline makes it even more believable yeah yeah he makes him more believable when he's having that sex tape made um, but then you have a guy like Jake Weber, who I've never even heard of, and he plays Michael, who is one of the most interesting characters in this movie, and again, is a really understated performance. And I want his voice to narrate my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Such we, a cool we voice. We were trying to figure out where the guy was from. It turns out he was born in London, because so, you can hear, like, there's definitely something in his voice. There's an accent that's yeah. not American yeah. in there. But, but yeah, he's excellent. He's and excellent understated, yeah. as you were saying. Yeah. Like, we only get shades of his past life, mm. but they're heartbreaking. Those little bits yeah. that we're given, we're like, that's all we need. Exactly. It's a, you know, it's it's the magic of movies, you know. It's it's the, the suggestion of things. Yeah. You know, sometimes they say show, don't tell in movies. It should be more interesting to see it and everything. But so that's the kind of the dialogue and everything. It's hinting at these past lives and it enriches the characters, whereas... In Army of the Dead, it's just they all just. I mean, you you're it's a it's a heist movie, so you're supposed to have an interesting band of mercenaries and thieves. Like think of the character work that goes on in Ocean's Eleven or a movie like that. You know, everyone's interesting and unique, and and the whole even like the ragtag yeah. going around and collecting the team and getting yeah. them on board, like all that. I love Ocean's Eleven. You mm. only recently watched it again. Yeah, I watch it all the time. I love that when they're recruiting the whole team. Mm, yeah, and Army of the Dead is trying to do that, mm. but it's just there's no nourishment. They're it's all, all just hollow. It's all hollow. Yeah. It's all yeah. There's there's actually just no actual nourishment when yeah. it comes to to it. It's it's bland and mm. it's, they're trying too hard as well. It, it all looks pretty, but it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Now yeah. I am a little bit bitter because I was looking forward to seeing Crystalia. Mm. in this movie yeah, yeah. and he was swapped out for Tignataro yeah. now for reasons that totally make sense yeah, like because yeah. this movie would just come out where it'd be like oh look the pedophile yeah, is in that I movie know, know. the pedophile is in that movie we were big Crystalia fans the two of us yeah. and uh, you know I watched his podcast and he was talking about he always wanted to be an action star and he was like I'm finally I'm your, I'm the I'm, get to the chopper you yeah. know he's, do, he's doing get it. down get down he's like your boy's in the movie and so all he's that, also, also he's saying that like why he wants to be uh, why he wants to be an action hero is because he's like imagine Jason Statham was killing it in like the Expendables tree and then he's doing stand up at night like yeah. how interesting of a person is that yeah yeah so you know it, it was it was very exciting there was a lot of build up for us anyway being fans of his and then obviously everything came out and he was replaced for a very good reason by the way replaced very effectively yeah now obviously there's scenes where you're like oh yeah 
Dave Bautista is not talking to her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a one shot of him and it's yeah. a one shot of her. But there's scenes and like Corridor Digital actually broke it down where they're like great YouTube channel. Yeah. How did they do this? Where the camera is shaking. It's a handheld camera. Mm. They're walking. Dave Bautista is talking to Tignataro as yeah. they're walking with this handheld camera that's obviously shaking and it's seamless. Mm. It is. It, it, it's done beautifully. Now, you also have the response of like Collider when they're doing the review for the movie and they're mm. like, Tignataro is the greatest thing to ever happen in this movie and everything. They actually made, like yeah. they, they wrote an article about how she's the best thing about that movie. Yeah. And we were even talking to each other saying, I think because she was replacing Chris D'Elia, her scenes were kind of minimal yeah and she definitely didn't have much to work with because yeah. she wasn't interacting with other characters mm. so even her, I feel like herself she'd be like well that's the best I could do with nothing yeah yeah the best exactly. I could do and she's fine in the movie she is but like it's not as if I look at her and she's like just glowing presence yeah you know like and she can't be no that's not me even like I like her she's actually in the new Star Trek Star yeah. Trek Discovery oh yeah uh, well it's not even new anymore it's going to like it's fourth season but yeah. she is like taking a tarot as you can imagine mm. she's She's uh, bitter all the time, very yeah. cynical. Well, I, was I like, watched, it's excellent. I saw an instant family, really enjoyed that. I thought she was good in yeah, that. Yeah, she's good yeah. in that. All the comedians are in that. All Tom Segura is in Tom there Segura. as well. I mean, Tom Segura. I'll watch anything that Tom Segura is in. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it, it was very reactionary and we were excited to see that. But I mean, to get back to kind of making parallels between like Dawn of the Dead and Army of the Dead, you can see Dawn of the Dead is like... It's a very, very good movie. It's shot wonderfully. But you can see it's a beginning of the movie career, you know? Mm, Whereas Army of the Dead is made by a man who has a cult of personality around him. Army of the Dead, my like my just to strengthen yeah. your argument, I just feel like there's too many yes yeah. men around yeah. Zack Schneider because there's so many holes in this movie. And I know, right, it's a silly movie. Yeah. It's about zombies. It's a heist movie mm. in a zombie apocalypse. But then I, I guess they explain it that like it's just it's Las Vegas is the only place mm. that's been affected by this zombie outbreak yeah. and it's quarantined which I actually love that like it's mm. very simply explained I'm like okay yeah. I'm fine with that but like but, it, the the none of the characters are behaving like they're in this movie where you've got a premise as fun as that I know like yeah. fr- from a distance you're like give me it yeah I love the sound of that Dave Bautista is going to be in it yeah I'm sold. He's I'm the sold. Leader. Even and Zack Schneider, we've seen him do a zombie movie and it's been great and with mm. a minimal budget. Mm. And now we're talking like a 90 million budget yeah. compared to the 26 million budget. Yeah. But you really do get like that that feeling that no one said no to him. No, including Netflix, of course, because they're just like, please come on board. And yeah. they actually signed him on for a two-year first look deal. Mm. And his next movie is with Netflix already. It's yeah. going to be Rebel Moon, mm. which is supposed to be like some rejected Star Wars, Star Wars pitch that yeah. he had. And then his next movie after that is going to be Army of the Dead 2. Can I just say, the two of us were talking about it. I'm so glad Zack Snyder cannot direct Star Wars. The last thing we need for in Star Wars is another director coming on who wants to make their own vision. Yeah, like of, Ryan Johnson was like, yeah. no, we're, we're turning the ship this way. Yeah, and now, yeah. you know, Zack Schneider would be just the exact same. Yeah. He'd be like, no, no, actually, I want to yeah. do things so much differently. And you know, we... Skywalker's only cutting off everyone's head. Yeah, yeah. Like, and we've talked about this, like, we, we hate... Nothing feels dirtier than siding with the studio, you know? Yeah. Nothing feels worse than being like, but... You shouldn't do that, should you? Like, yeah, with, I know. Like, death this... to all art. I feel like we're yeah. literally saying that. Yeah. Being like, you know what? The studio should ha- should have a say. Yeah. But 
it's not even the studio just someone needs there needs to be another voice of reason in there because it's almost like Army of the Dead like Zack Snyder has his cake and he eats it too yeah and there's so many scenes Mm. where you go okay I know this is a silly zombie movie Mm. but like come on I can only suspend my logic so far like Mm. even the world that you're building the universe that you've told me exists Mm. I'm like okay Zombies exist in that world and supposedly some of them are robots. We, yeah. we get into that. Yeah. Okay, that's silly and goofy, but I'll take it. And only Las Vegas being quarantined. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. But then you're still saying like these characters are like normal people. Yeah. Like, okay, they're mercenaries. They have certain set of skills. Mm. Uh, nice. But, um, you know, they still interact like normal people. And then yeah. you watch it and go, well, that makes no sense. Mm. And that makes no sense. And even the logic that you're telling me for th- that should be used in this movie still that's getting broken by your own movie yeah. and come on like you're actually just not respecting me as a viewer mm-hmm. yeah. and can I can I break down the scene yeah can we talk about that yeah. scene there's a scene where well, I'm gonna put it on the on our YouTube channel so mm-hmm. you can you can check it out when you're listening to this podcast mm-hmm. um, by the way subscribe straight to the series leave a like in the video check us out on Instagram yeah, Facebook all that stuff nice plug thank you thank yeah you. check us out we're mm-hmm. everywhere yeah check out our sponsor do we have a sponsor for this episode? <clears throat> uh, Magnum condoms. Magnum condoms. Anyway, continue. Break it down the scene. Overcompensating. There <laughs> um, there's a scene where a girl who, like, again, like, it, it, what's her character's it, name? Uh, I want to say Puerto Rican girl. <laughs> I think she's Mexican. But that's what I just. Said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, Maria Cruz could be. No, Maria's the one who's interested in Scott. In uh, Le- Lily, Lily, oh, Lily is that the daughter? Yeah. <laughs> See, this is See, the problem. See, this is the problem. You know, it's not Gita anyway. No, it's not. Maybe it is Maria. I don't know now. Oh my god! Who cares? Anyway, continue. Oh yeah, no, no. I think it is. It is Lily. Is it? Or is it Maria? I, th- I think it could be Lily. I think it could be Lily. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, we we see this girl getting overrun by zombies. And this movie establishes that all these guys and girls are badasses. Mm. And they have great shots. Like, mm. they're so good with guns. And we literally see this girl, I think her name is Lily, is getting overrun by zombies. And earlier on, why she was hired was because her friend is, like, great at even trick shots mm. with a gun. He has his own YouTube channel, where he, which I loved. Mm. where he's killing all these zombies with like these yeah. cool kind of trick shots almost like a snooker game where mm. he's doing all funky stuff and um, he stands around I want to say 20 feet away from her and watches her fight zombies for around a mm. full minute before she gets bitten and the team is right behind him and they just watch as she struggles and then mm. eventually gets overcome by the zombies and it makes like as viewers I, I can't I was bo- I was like shouting at the screen I couldn't yeah. believe it I'm like why would you not help her? Yeah. She's not bitten yet. She's still not bitten yet. Mm. This goes on for like nearly a full minute. And yeah. we're like, you already, see, you told me, I trusted in you. You told me that these are all badasses who are great at shooting. Mm-hmm. And then they're all standing within range. Mm-hmm. And we just get to see her get eaten alive after a minute of her struggling. Yeah, it and makes that makes no, no sense. sense to me. But I can't, like That's one of the things that takes me out of the movie. And yeah. now I'm like, oh, I'm watching a bad movie. But it's not even like a minute of her struggling. There's also, she's been established as someone who's never killed a zombie before. She says that. 
then she's betrayed by the guy who's obviously going to betray them and then she kind of she's in an area where the zombies are sleeping they start waking up she starts killing them fighting them off and it's the whole idea of Zack Snyder going you think she's going to die here but I'm subverting your expectations then it cuts to another scene and they're like we got to go back for it got to go back for it then she crashes through, through the window, window still not bitten she's fighting off the zombies again you're like oh and there's a bit of space when she first comes through that window yeah. there's almost like a resting period there's for a, a minute yeah. even with the zombies where they're like okay reset yeah and there's time to like shoot her and save her and you're like oh he's subverting being like you taught this person I've told you she hasn't killed anyone but it yeah. turns out she is a badass hold on first you wrote her off yeah the minute the zombies start waking up because yeah. they're like hibernating whatever mm. start attacking her so I subverted your expectations there because she's fighting them off she's actually a badass mm. but then you still think that she was overrun by them and dead no, boom, I got you again. Got she you. crashes through the window. Yeah. She's still not bitten. You've been tricked twice. Yeah. You've been duped twice. And then he's like, and now you think she's going to get away, but no, I'm going to subvert your expectations again and she's going to get caught. But her getting caught is ridiculous. Like like you said, there's about 10 crack shots standing there not Watching, doing anything. Observing. Yeah. And her friend there, hmm. who's the closest to her, yeah. is just sad and he's nearly, he nearly comes to tears. And he shoots right, one zombie. Right, yeah, he yeah. shoots one zombie eventually. Yeah. And then right at the end where you think she gets overcome by the zombies yeah. and they bite her and you go, oh, now he's going to shoot her in the head to yeah. like put her out of her misery because he has a great shot. He makes an even more impossible shot and shoots a gas tank that has like That's this much space. Back. It's like this much space that he gets, that he shoots her. So he's even better shot than we thought. So And that blows up yeah. and it kills her and all the zombies. Yeah. So... This movie is laughing in your mm. face. But at the same time, like Screenwriter 101, you can't have her survive because she knows that that guy betrayed her. Yeah. So, like, you can't have her survive. And yet Zack Snyder is like, no, I'm going to make her survive. I'm going to make her survive. No, I'm going to kill her off. But it's all just like, it's, it's, it's just, it, by the end of it, it goes on for too long. So... Like, the editor should have stepped in. This is the whole thing. Like Yeah, the editor... This could have been fixed so easily. In editing. Like, the yeah. editor just needs to cut down her crashing through the window. The time between her crashing through the window and her getting bit should have been much less time. Five seconds. Five seconds. Even ten seconds, yeah. I would have said. And don't... This is, like, another thing. Like, mm. don't show me from the guy's point of view yeah. him looking at her yeah. being attacked because that establishes how mm. close he is to her. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait, you can save her. And yeah. like the the other t the rest mm. of the team are just behind him, but and they show us that too. So like they're constantly giving yeah. us the shots of saying like, "Oh, we're this is silly." Like they're not even doing the thing as well of having someone hold him back or anything like that. Like they're giving you no reason why he can't go over and say her, other than the asshole guy who betrayed her was like, "She's gone, you can't save yeah. her." You know, like <laughs> why would you listen to him anyway? So it's all like it's it's what we were getting at with the studio. Like there's no voice like when we talk about Justice League it came out afterwards after the Snyder Cut came out that he wanted to use Green Lantern at the end and Warner Brothers specifically said look we've plans for Green Lantern just please don't use him and we, we should say like yeah. when we say plans we mean like there's been writers and development yeah. on a show like probably hundreds of thousands already spent on just like developing this show yeah. with writers mm -hmm. before actually going into production so like yeah. it's not as if they meant oh we've plans as in like it's on the calendar we're going to get no, to that yeah. like money has been already spent yeah. this has actually been going on for quite some time yeah we're trying to cast at the moment and they're like just don't use him so Zack Snyder goes and shoots we've seen in his driveway casts someone and everything tries to get in the movie doesn't get it in has to swap it out for Martian Manhunter then he leaks it all and he's like oh studio trying to take away another 
role from a black actor, basically. Which was just crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's not yours. Yeah. Like, it's not yours. Yeah. So Netflix is the perfect place for Zack Snyder because he has no editor. No pushback. No pushback. No one's telling him what to do. There's no studio interference. And he has no licensed properties that he has access to that he could ruin. Basically, that's my opinion. Because Unless he gets his hands on like Mark Millar's, you know, uh, yeah. but they're they're smaller commodities, I but guess. You know, what? I get the impression Mark Millar is just happy to see his stuff interpreted on screen. Sure. He yeah. doesn't really care what's doing it. He might be the perfect person to work with Zack Snyder, it turns Maybe. out. I Maybe. mean, it's funny to think of what we know about Zack Snyder now, where he's so opinionated and likes things his way. And he worked with Alan Moore, a man who notoriously hates yes. studio Isn't involvement. Yes, amazing for Watchmen? Yeah. That's madness. Yeah. But our, our point in the end is that, like, you just, like, that scene that we described, mm. you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. And it's an easy fix. Yeah. But Zack Schneider wants to show you her struggle mm. and still fend off these zombies, but also wants you to accept mm. that the team is just going to watch as this plays out mm. for like nearly 60 seconds but and you just can't have both you, yeah. you can't have both and still expect the audience to be like okay cool yeah like you respect us uh, audience expectations can only be so you know you they can only suspend their disbelief for so long and it's it's the same thing with Zack Snyder everything he does is too long the longer the more time he has in something the worse it gets can oh, go, go, oh yeah go. and and you know the characters that he wants you to like are just completely unlikable. Was that what you were going to move on no, to? No, I was going to say, since yeah. we're like talking about holes in this movie yeah. and how, for me, it's almost disrespectful mm. to a viewer, there's a head honcho zombie. We call them Rob Zombie or Bob Zombie. Bob Zombie, There's yeah. a head honcho King Zombie going mm. around. And because in this war, like this is when it gets a little too silly mm. even for me, but like the zombies are like thinkers and you know kung fu and, and they rape women. They rape women. They yeah. have sex. They procreate. All, Look into all that. This. Zach has said he's like my. He's like he, he, he literally says in the interview he's like you know my universe is a bit fucked up and he's like I don't even know if I should be telling you this because you know he's a cool bro. He wants to give you the scoop. You he, little, he just really wants to give you the scoop because don't he, tell anyone. He wants to talk about his stuff. He's like but uh, my zombie universe is zombies rape. Then he walks away. And guys. Yeah. Don't but discriminate. No, so, like, there's this head zombie, Zeus. Who wears a cowl. Like, yeah. he actually has a cape. He dresses so like Batman. I want to I know his, like, his mm. department. Like, who made him this cape? Yeah. Did he make it himself? I like yeah. to think he's a knitter. By the way. He's pretty good with a needle. By the way, I know he sees his statue of Zeus, and that's what he models himself on. Okay? We're not idiots. We realize that. But it's it's stupid anyway. Because I know some Snyder apologists in the comment will be like, well, actually, you saw the statue. But you know, that's not even... Right, so it's silly that, like, the zombies are too much of, of thinkers. Yeah. But I'll even get... Like, do they have an education system? Do they pay taxes in there? Mm. Is that zombie dollars? Definitely. Z dollars? Z but anyway... Z-bucks? Zoros? Zoros. No. That just doesn't no, work. Too far. Step too yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, either way, what I was going to say is we've already established that these guys are badasses and are amazing shots. Crack shots. Crack shots. Mm -hmm. And this guy has one piece of armor mm. and he wears it on his head because, of course, if you shoot a zombie in the head... They die. They die. So he's got this one steel helmet and all they do... So many characters waste bullets. Shoot All you hear... Ping, 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 ping. And they they won't shoot him. And they won't no, shoot him anywhere else. None of them learn. None of them nope. are like, oh shit, let's shoot him in the legs or something like that. Yeah. No. Like tear these legs off. Yeah. Ba 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 ba. Now he has to crawl. Sure, he's not dead. Yeah. But now he has to crawl to us. We have a bit more of an advantage. They keep shooting him in mm. that helmet. And whereas you have characters who are normal people in 
uh, Dawn of the Dead and they're using shotguns because obviously they're not all crack shots and pistols and they're like there's the guy at the end Michael and he's like oh I've come up with a chainsaw thing where we can cut the guys in half on the bus he's so happy about that he is so happy he's about so that he's so happy but it's like warms my heart you can see the ingenuity in that situation and then in Dawn just don't th- tell me that these guys are great are the with best guns of the best. and then they're shooting them and in the helmet like that like just don't tell me that yeah, then yeah exactly. respect me you know what I mean also the final point is like we touched on the characters work and everything but the character that Zack Snyder wants you to like the most in this movie is Dave Bautista's daughter and she might be the most unlikable character in the whole thing she is the most uh, Kate that's yeah, her name Kate yeah, yeah Kate very attractive lady, Very attractive I will say, lady. and that still doesn't do it for me, yeah. because she's an absolute bitch. She is, yeah. She's a bitch, and we counted, at the end, because of her, three people die. Mm-hmm. Three people directly die because mm-hmm. of her, and one is her father. Yeah, oh, and, you know, the person she's going in to save, her friend Gita, or whatever. She just forces her way into the... She f- the ragtag team forces her way into the ragtag team she wants to go save her friend Gita at the end of the movie you don't even know if Gita's alive or not so she might have even got the person she went to save killed as well and I hope she did frankly oh yeah because she's a bitch yeah because she's it, a hor- she's a horrible person I don't understand is. how I'm supposed to be satisfied she, she really is and like at one point she comes to Dave Batista and is like if you don't take me in there I'm gonna go in there myself and I'm gonna get killed and and like she says that to her dad. Yeah, and I watched it with my brother, and the two of us looked at each other and went, "So you'd knock her out right now, right? Like that's what you do. You knock her out. You tired. put her to sleep. You'd bring her to the military. You'd say she's trying to go in the quarantine zone. Lock take, her up. Lock her up. Take her with it's you. It's for whatever. her own good because yeah. then she won't die. Hey, did I ever show you this tattoo? And then you just choke her out. Like choke that. her. Go sleep. Shh, go sleep. Go sleep. Go sleep. You'll trust tank. me. Trust tank me. me. More people will survive if you don't go in. And instead. She forces her way in, mm. threatens him, as yeah. you're saying. She goes, oh, well, I'm going to eat away. Yeah. I'm going to eat away. Like, we're supposed to be on her side. She mm. seem, seems like an idiot. Yeah. And an entitled idiot. I mean, they set her up to be this person, like, she's looking after the refugees and she's trying to protect them from the guards and everything. So they're trying to establish her. That she's, as, like, a good person. That she's a good person. You're like, okay, well, I buy into that, that she's a good person. And then you get to this scene and it's like, well, this is just stupid. Like, even the fact that Dave Batista doesn't say to her, okay, fine. I'll go find your friend. You stay here. Well, he does say that to her, but she won't accept it. She wants she to knows? go in. Oh, really? He says, oh, look. Yeah. I'll look when I go in there I'll look for a friend tell me what she looks like I'll look for her yeah. she's like no that's not good enough and like then again it makes no sense then she's like a volunteer she's not some badass warrior and yeah. she goes in she's scared shitless when she sees what's she going is, on in yeah. there and still is like I'm, go- I'm gonna wander off though and save my friend yeah. which obviously doesn't work and Dave Batista has to save her mm. He and get, dies. His new girlfriend dies as well. His, yeah, but not directly because of her. No. But that's still a mad scene. She goes out like like a bitch compared to <sighs> and after a girl a, who's never killed anyone before. Yeah. Anyway. At the end of the movie, all we see is that horrible daughter mm. who put everyone's life in jeopardy mm. walking away with a few dollars in her back pocket. Oh, no. And Vanderhoe. Getting away with all the money. Yeah, well, that comes later. Because it's a time loop. Do you get it? He mentioned a time loop in the movie. For some reason, the mercenaries were dressed exactly the same before. There's robots, zombies all over the place. The zombies rape people. Why don't you like this movie? Give this man 90 million yeah. to make a sequel. How does Vanderhoe walk through an irradiated area and get to a flight place? Stop thinking about what, it. How does he not turn into a zombie? Because we've just seen that a bite from an alpha will turn you in five minutes. 
these are the questions you shouldn't be asking because why are you asking questions? Don't ask. Don't think yeah. for a second. When you watch this movie, do not start thinking don't about think any for a scene. Second. And if you start to think, turn off the movie, smack yourself in the head a bit, come back and sit down again. So look. Can you see we're a bit riled up? Yeah. It's a, it's a, here, here. At the end of the day, it's just a bad movie. It is. And, and it's upsetting. It's yeah, it's, it's upsetting because I like Zack Snyder. All the actors who work with him seem to like him as well. And we already have a demonstration of how good he is in the zombie genre. He is. And now we're going, okay, so he has more freedom and he has more dollars. And it gets worse. And it gets fucking worse. The more freedom he has, the more, more money he has. And better actors. Well, bigger actors. Bigger I, actors, I'll say. Yeah. Like more famous actors. No, like Dave Bautista. I don't even know who some of those people are in... In Dawn Army of the, the Dead. Dead, like I've never seen. No, in Army of the Dead, oh, Ar- I've yeah, never true. seen a lot of them before. But I think Dave Bautista like is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then Tio Rossi is the dickhead. Yeah, the guy yeah. who dies because he's from. Um, well, he's in Luke actually Cage. Luke Cage, but he's also in the biker Sons of Anarchy. Thank you, Sons of Anarchy. You're welcome. He shades in the end. Shades in Luke yeah. Cage. Yeah. So look, the point is that you should watch Dawn of the Dead, and then you should watch Army of the Dead and see yeah. the difference. See in what quality. you think. Yeah. Because like, it's it's actually huge. It's yeah. vastly different. And the thing is that there's no reason for Zack Snyder to change. He has no incentive to change how he directs because there is now this huge cult who only wants his vision, will always watch whatever he watched and say it's the greatest thing in the world. Yep. And he's at Netflix where no one will ever tell him no. So basically, we can't do anything about it and it was pointless for us to make this argument. True. Yeah. But still, I'm angry. Yeah. I'm hot and bothered. And since you're hot it's and bothered... It's just that he's good. Like, yeah. the, like, I just, like that's the our whole thing is like, yeah. we literally seen him do a really good zombie movie. I love 300. Dawn of the Dead is great. Watchmen, the extended version. One of the few times where Zack Snyder's movie gets longer and actually gets better. Yeah. Yeah. And Netflix has said, and I think, I'm pretty sure Zack Snyder said as well, yeah. don't ask for a Snyder cut of Army of the Dead because mm. you've got it. Yeah. It's two hours and 20 minutes long, yeah. which of course is too long for a zombie movie. Yeah. And even though Dawn of the Dead could have been longer and I'd enjoy it. Yeah, me too. I wish I watched the extended edition now. Mm, yeah. So th- th- that's our whole thing. And also we should just say that, yeah, he's at home at Netflix. Mm. Netflix are so hyped with Zack Snyder and the cult that he brings with him that they've, ar- like before that movie came out, the prequel Army of Thieves was already filmed where the German guy in it, Dieter, Dieter. is actually... He it's, so it's based around him, but he also directed the movie, yeah, which is super cool. I'm actually still excited for that. And there's an anime show coming out as well. An anime show, and Dave Batista is going to be like a prequel as well mm. to how all of it went down, yeah. really. And Dave Batista is going to be a part of it. I think Christian Slater is a part of that show. Chris, I love Christian uh, Slater. Joe Magniello, Magniello, Manganoli or whatever. Man- I can't. Manganello, Manganello. I think Manganiello. so. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Dungeons and Dragons guy. Yeah, Flash Thompson in the original Spider-Man. Exactly. Yeah, that dude, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Yeah. Deathstroke. He's in it as well. So I'm actually, stu- and I know Zack Snyder directed a few episodes of that. So like, that's how high on. Zack Snyder's supply Netflix is so yeah. it really is at home and the fact that they're already funding his next movie mm-hmm. and they want an Army of the Dead sequel yeah. I'm just I, I'm just upset yeah. I wish it was a better movie I wish yeah and I fuck I can't stand when people tell me how great it is yeah me too <laughs> I can't because like I want it to be great yeah. I'm like how can you watch scenes like we described there and how can you be happy with the daughter surviving yeah honestly it, 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 that's the whole problem with it is like this should be great because he is a great director one last thing we have to just say okay. and I, I'll put the clip up yeah. of, of this scene where 
the, there's a bad guy in it and he closes a little hatch yeah. and puts a little tiny latch on it yeah. and he's like you guys can't come up here and they're trying to escape from the zombies mm-hmm. whatever someone has this huge like concrete grinder yeah and Chekhov's concrete grinder all you could do is go and you cut the latch and instead this woman decides to grind a hole yeah. in like some steel wall and mm-hmm. if you watch it just think for one second and yeah. you're like this is fucking stupid is she completely out of her mind I mean like, we don't even see her try to cut the latch you know and it would just if, I think Dave Bautista with his muscles would just Could be able to rip that yeah. fucking whole door yeah. off and look it just pisses me off because again oh you did it wrong you start thinking about it you started thinking about the movie now Red Letter Media have also said that Army of the Dead is just a rip off of Aliens you should check out their video for that as well they go into all the comparisons <laughs> like the, I, we could talk about this movie all day but we have to move on we have to move on yeah but before we move on I'm just going to say Warner piss. Brothers no, no Warner oh. Brothers had the rights to Army of the Dead and they were going to make it a certain way and eventually reverted back to Zack Snyder he wrote that in 2007 so just after making Dawn of the Dead. Now, nice. I'm sure it's changed in different mm. iterations and all like that. But it's just funny because he said that Warner Brothers wanted it a certain way with less budget. Mm. So obviously, like he didn't like that studio interference. Yeah. And then he gets to Netflix and they're like, make it rain. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Hey, Zach. I'll blow you. Hey, Zach. Do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> you ju- you, you just put it anywhere. You just come to us with the finished thing. Okay, buddy. <laughs> nice. Excuse me. So since we're nice and hot and bothered, let's move on to Masters of the Universe Revelation. This is where it gets positive, right? No, this is not where it gets positive. Kevin wouldn't lie to us. Kevin Smith, the Kevin, man of the people. He is the man of the people, isn't he? The man of nerds, the I, people's champ. I would trust him with anything. If he says Clownfish Media is lying, Clownfish Media is lying. Of course, because yeah. it's Kevin Smith. Yeah. He's truly a man of the, yeah. of the people. He's the guy that went on a, like, a talking tour yeah. where he gave us like... He pulled back the curtains and gave us a little insight to yeah. Hollywood. Like he's the man. He would not. He would. Kevin, my Kev, Kevin, big Kev. Ha- Kevin has gone into detail about the first time having sex with his wife. The man is honest. He wouldn't lie to us. Do you know what I'm gonna say? After he's lost all that weight, I just don't trust him anymore. I just don't trust him. It was the I don't way. trust. I don't. Ski- I don't trust a skinny Kev. It was the weight. I would that, never trust a skinny Kev. The weight was keeping him honest. That's that what it, it was. That the was weight it. was the only thing keeping him honest. Yeah, heart and disease was keeping him honest. No. So the background to this is that you know there was rumors that Kevin Smith was going to be behind a Masters of the Universe TV show, which is He Man. And it, this is Kevin Smith, so of yeah. course there was like a collective sigh of relief yeah. over Geek Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But they're like, oh, well, well, Kev will do right by us. Yeah, She-Ra has done a five-season run, super Netflix. popular, you know, um, it was, there was controversy at the beginning because men who were kids in the 80s thought She-Ra wasn't hot anymore. <laughs> then everyone... <laughs> the nerds could not jack off yeah, to this animated show. Yeah, nerds couldn't show, jack off to She-Ra anymore. In my opinion, not legitimate criticism. criticism. <laughs> yeah, and then it went on five seasons that were, you know, critically lauded. People loved it. A show very much aimed at kids. And then Kevin Smith comes together and he tell, talks about a show that is, he says, honoring the memory of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and is a show... Having watched it, we can say aimed at older fans, definitely. Yeah, it's an adult animated yeah, series. Yeah, it is. This, now, this version of it. Now, you know, he people aren't having sex in it and heads aren't being cut off, but it is a lot more violent. And uh, there's, there's death in there's it. There's death. There's definitely there's, death in yeah. it. Yeah. So, there's blood. So, and almost curse words. Like, yeah. I'd say those words that are right yeah. on the line. Yeah, but... but Depending on the umpire. It's in or it's out. Exactly. It yeah. Some ref would say it is, some ref would say it wasn't, yeah. you know? So... 
we were kind of in the build up to it. There was more and more coming out, you know, um, where it turns out the show was about Tila and not about He Man. And this was mostly coming from Clownfish because they had an insider yeah. who was in like the animation production house, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, here the scripts seem to be yeah. mainly focusing on Tila." And it yeah. could possibly be the Tila show there was going to be a time jump and uh they were the synopsis basically said Tila was responsible and you know Tila was one of the main characters in the original series yeah. it was her man at arms and he-man obviously and uh you know there was a great voice cast attached to it um Liam Cunningham Lena Headey Sarah Michelle Gellar Chris Woods Mark like, Hamill Mark Hamill coming as Skeletor um and, you know, there was a lot of controversy stirring up. And Kevin Smith took to Twitter many times to say, Clownfish TV is wrong and all those other people. The show is all about He-Man. Uh, Tila doesn't have a girlfriend who she runs around with. You know, it's not about her. It's about He-Man. And then the first trailer came out that Netflix released. And it supported everything that Kevin Smith yeah, said. It was, we were like, oh, it is about He-Man. Yeah, there he is fighting people. Yeah, it this was, whole trailer looks excellent. There's the a lot of action. The trailer was too, I need a, I need a hero, you know. Oh, yeah, and it, was, it was such a good trailer. He was riding Battle Cat and then the poster comes out and it's this beautiful oh my God. poster. Yeah, I'm put, I'll put the poster yeah. up on the screen we there. We want the poster. Oh my God, the poster is spellbinding. And it's he, so nice. He-Man is front and center and all the marketing you know He-Man and a, is in the front and center and yeah. then Skeletor is front and center yeah. too yeah so just above him so mm. you're like okay well there's a lot of He-Man in this there's yeah. a lot of Skeletor in this but, but then people when they saw the trailer started to kind of go well that kind of looks like it's all from one episode so yeah. I don't know if the rumors aren't true and Kevin Smith again comes out and said no 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 it's all about He-Man trust me yeah. then the second trailer comes out and all of a oh, sudden oh boy things start to look a lot more like Clownfish TV. And, and they, you know, he brought them to town. Like Kevin did. Smith was like, rejected everything they said, yeah. made fun of them He went on after them. He like, did. Proper went after them. Yeah. And so now, obviously, as you're saying, like second trailer comes out and it looks like it's supporting a lot, if not mm-hmm. everything they said. Like, yeah. We've actually retroactively, like we've gone back to some of the episodes. They get stuff right like two months ago. They got everything right. They get like, story beats yeah. right now a lot of them is just assuming because of the information they got they're like mm-hmm. well we assumed then it would probably go here mm-hmm. and this would happen here and they oh, did oh boy they yeah. get so much right yeah so if you watch those you'll it's actually see. kind of scary so we were kind of building it up and I should say my brother growing up was the biggest He-Man fan he loved He-Man I, do, I don't even know how he got into it because by the time I was a kid like it was early 2000s you know like my brother as well he was born in like 2001 all these shows have been yeah are going into syndication and have been just repeated and repeated like i grew up in the 90s not Mm. not the 80s yeah and like my friends i was so we actually should both say that we're not Mm. big fans of he-man no i'm actually a fan now because this controversy made me go joe i really need to look into he-man i need to watch some of the first episodes that came out and then we Mm. watched a documentary both of us did Mm -hmm. power of gray school great documentary great talking documentary. about the origins and how it was really just people trying to make toys yeah. like and that's where even like some of the ideas that are still like a part of the show now yeah. just came from like almost like writer's block and they're like oh well we'll just do this yeah you know yeah. like these fast ideas and, so, and my brother and I watched it after watching the five episodes and he was nearly crying when he was seeing some of the old cartoons because he loved it so much he was at one point they started playing the opening to the cartoon where it says I'm Prince Adam as He-Man and he was like saying it along with the TV and everything but I have friends that mm. watch I don't know why I didn't watch that because I know mm. the 60s Batman show was something that was on repeat yeah. maybe I didn't have the channels 
Maybe that was I don't it. know, yeah. but like I always remember, I watched so much mm-hmm. of Adam West's Batman yeah. when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but not really He Man. But mm. I've I've loads of friends that love. Yeah, He-Man. so we've kind of become a fan, and we should also say that Kevin Smith was caught out when the news came out that he was doing He Man. He was like, "I've been a huge fan of He Man since the '80s," and then people were like, "Here's a." He they- said something like, "I think He Man came out in 1983." Yeah, and he said back in 1982, I used to watch it like every whatever Friday yeah. morning, and people were like, "Well, it actually came out a year later." Yeah. So first of all, he's getting that wrong, and then because he's a man of media, yeah, he has his own podcast. He yeah. does videos, YouTube videos, and like that. All people have to do is go ruffle rough, rough through the collection and go. And here, here he is saying that he's not a fan of He Man. Yeah, he was never a fan. fan. Like he didn't hate on it. He's not like no. he said, "I hate He Man" or "I don't like it." But he was but like, "I was never a fan." I was as never a, kid. a fan. So don't like, don't say that. Yeah, I would still trust in him to just come in and be like, Do "You know, what? I was never really a fan of this yeah. when I was a kid." But I'm after watching everything. Mm-hmm. I'm after reading the comic books. I have yeah. it all, and I can see it in my mind. I'm mm. like, I'm ready to give the fans what they deserve. Exactly. A true adult version of what you grew up with yeah you know like i wouldn't i wouldn't hate on him for saying that but instead he got caught out by saying like he was watching it as a kid he was a big fan he's always been a big fan he basically just kept putting his foot in his mouth and then he keeps he keeps doubling down being like no 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 come on kev don't do this so um the show finally came out and the two of us watched all five episodes it came out last night I watched all five episodes last night. I you watched, watched three last night, three last two night, this two this morning. And the show is exactly as Clownfish TV described. Kevin lied to us. Kevin lied to Kevin us. Kevin lied straight to our face. We're going to go into spoilers now, but basically... Yeah, we're going to spoil the shit out of this because we need to. Yeah, the first episode is the best episode because it's basically the old cartoon. Yeah, you know? He-Man's front and center, yeah. kicking ass. Kicking ass. And you know what? Like, So he dies... At mm. the end of episode Sacrificing one. Sacrificing himself. It's an epic death. To save the like, world. Yeah, he saves the universe. Saves the universe, yeah. But things go wrong. Things when he go saves wrong. It and like... Um, Tila. Well, Skeletor unlocks... I don't know. I don't basically, know the mythology Basically, enough. it turns out Grayskull is... Uh, a mirage of the hall of magic whereas the center of the universe is there and the key to mm-hmm. all magic the power sword unlocks that key so skeletor kills Mossman, and this is when like the show is a classic cartoon and then Mossman is killed and that's like, when oh and that's like brutally he's burnt to death by skeletor and you're like oh this is things are getting serious this is for now. the adult version of people who watch it as kids so then he-man stabs skeletor skeletor puts himself in front of it strategically Skeletor puts himself right in front of Mm -hmm. where that sword needs to go it unlocks this universe thing and Skeletor is absorbing the power and it's going to destroy the world and He-Man has to sacrifice himself to save everyone he pretty much absorbs this but when he sacrifices himself which is a great scene it's excellent because he has to split the sword in two and he changes into Adam and Skeletor is like he's just a boy and everything but Tila is one of the few characters who never knew that Prince Adam and He-Man were the same person. So she discovers in his final moments that she had been lied to. And, and it turns out a lot of people knew about this lie. Yes. And at this point... <laughs> not his dad. <laughs> not his dad. And at th- this point, you kind of see, like, it is an interesting thing to for Tila to find out that all this secret was kept from her. And we should say, Tila was being knighted man of arms at the beginning of it. Yes. So she went from Prince Adam's guardian... By the way, you went back and watched the first ever episode of T-Man, of He-Man and you said in that very episode, Adam is going off and He's they like, go, yeah. 
yeah, take Tila with you. Yeah, yeah, she'll look after you, Adam. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, oh, okay. So she's always been capable. And of course, in the Power of Grey School documentary, they talk about how Tila was actually incredibly popular with the children, like uh, with kids at the time, and that's what spawned She-Ra because she it was kind they of... wanted a female version of this. Yeah. And then they even said that once they made She-Ra, mm. because She-Ra came a bit later, yeah. it was a little bit more sophisticated. Yeah. So then, loads of the, the boys that were watching he started liking She-Ra, loved She-Ra as well, yeah. and were watching She-Ra. So it was, um, it, it, you know, it's a very interesting franchise, and uh, has always been quite a forward. Franchise. I mean, the first ever direct, the person who directed the first ever episode of the He Man cartoon was a woman, and she gets into like the sexism that was going on around and that time. Saying that like um, some men just yeah. refused to work with a female director, just and, wouldn't work with it. And then the guys were talking about how they would bring designs to the women in the crew, and they go, "No, no, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too sexualized. Yeah, but um, so, so anyway, Tila is becoming man of arms. Then this crisis happens where Adam dies, and then she goes goes back and sees that Man of Arms knew, so did the sorceress. The queen knew, but not even the father. And yeah, the then, father's like, where's Adama? Yeah, yeah. They, they say, like, so, He-Man's dead. He-Man's and he's dead. like, yeah, but where's Adama? And the father's like, it's a terrible tragedy. But Prince Adam's okay, isn't he? And, and then, they're like, oh, someone and needs you're like, to tell oh, him. Oh, God. It's super awkward. How did awkward. you not know? <laughs> yeah. So Tila sees that she was not the only person lied to. Adam's own father, the king, didn't know. And she reacts like... Fuck all of you. Now, I will say, the father reacts in a bad way. Now, he just found out his son died and that his son was lying to yeah. him all, all this time. Well, and his wife I, knew. His wife and a lot of other people, a lot of his subjects knew as well. Mm. So he goes off on one and he's like, man at arms, get banished. your ass out of here. Yeah. You're banished. And then Tila goes off on one, which like, rightfully so. I, but then she kind of says some unsavory things yeah. that you're like... Okay, well, this has gone... Like, we just watched He-Man mm. sacrifice himself in the most epic of ways. Yeah. Where you're like, fuck it. Saving He-Man the universe. Is, he's the man. He yeah. is the man. Yeah. And then Tila, like, not only denounces, like, Grayskull. Mm. Be, now, be, rightfully so, because, like, the king is is being horrible. Yeah. And, like, obviously... Banishing Man, her father. Banishing her father. Yeah. Who always had Prince Adam and He-Man's back. Yeah. And then she goes off and one saying, like, I'm sick of this. And then she's like, denounces He-Man. Yeah. Because Prince he Adam lied, lied to, to her. her. I'm like, but he, he died. Yeah. Like, you'd be more sad about him dying and not mm. saying like, well, fuck that guy as well, because yeah. he lied to me. Yeah. It's like, well, he, first of all, he didn't just die. He sacrificed his life for you. Yeah. For and, everyone. And everyone else. Yeah. He so, died. Like, he died for you. She rea- And everyone else. She reacts like he was selfish to the end, whereas his last act was probably the most, one of the most selfless, truly heroic things. And she treats that like this is the worst thing ever. Which, do you know, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. In, even if it was like mm. he was with her, married mm-hmm. to her, and she found out after he died that she was cheating on him. Yeah. You still wouldn't denounce him. No. You'd still be like, I fucking miss that guy. Yeah. That bastard. Well, I miss him. Well, this is the thing. I for love her, him. For her to be mad at the king and to be mad at Man at Arms and everyone for lying to her is understandable but for her to denounce Adam and, and to abandon her duties and, and everything and these wounds are fresh because he just died he just died it doesn't make a lot of sense I can understand if relationships change but to change your whole outlook on the world and even like so it flashes forward by the way I, by is, the way everyone's hot and bothered right in that moment yeah. as well like maybe the king needs a minute we're all and saying then he so- might be like you yeah, know what yeah. man I'm sorry we're all saying some things we're gonna regret okay my son just died yeah exactly okay. my son who I found out was He-Man was lying to me died there's and a lot of tension the guy life. that you 
she kind of may have loved yeah well she definitely loved as a friend and I think there was a little romantic There's entanglement there as yeah, well there was, there was, there was some unspoken words yeah originally people were saying that Tila was getting you know was going to be travelling around a wasteland with her girlfriend that was the main thing and people were like she is a love interest but I will say in she's a love interest for He-Man and I will say it, they do continue to imply that the two of them were there was kind of unspoken feelings there yeah. definitely which is which is good I, like that was one of the things I will say Clemfish got wrong you know yeah, true, the true. whole thing but um, so yeah we fast forward then you're we saying? fast forward this is all episode one yeah. we fast forward and Tila has a new haircut which is synonymous as you what were we gonna say well her haircut <laughs> yeah. is not a definitive thing but it's synonymous with a specific sexual preference yeah 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 i I think i can say that she could be a lesbian yeah and she may not be and she's going around with a kind of new ish character andra who throughout the whole series kind of offers nothing yeah so now we're actually going into episode two now two. so now we're seeing um tila she's got her new haircut that's Mm -hmm. okay it's a new haircut She's got her friend that seems very close to her, her female mm. friend. They seem very close. Mm. And she's fucking jacked. She is, yeah. She is huge. Yeah. She's took she's took all the steroids and then some. Yeah. Like I was saying to you, if they did a live action version of the show, Brock Lesnar would have yeah. to play her. <laughs> yeah, he's Brock the Lesnar only one. would have to play her. He's the only one. That's how that's how ridic- ridiculously physical she looks. It's, I don't like, know it's who, outrageous. I like, don't know who could play He Man if Brock Lesnar's playing Tila, but like We need double Brock Lesnar for, <laughs> for He Man. she looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator yeah and I'm not even like I'm not exaggerating no she's fucking stocky and that's not to say like she is a warrior and when they're in the past when He-Man sacrifices himself like she has a warrior's physique by the way the animation is beautiful everyone looks great best thing with the whole show and the redesign for most of the characters is really cool because they do do a time jump and everything yeah and do you know what they're like the redesigns, but I would say soft redesigns, except yeah. for maybe Tila, yeah. who he, who's changed. It's a hard left. It, it is a hard Tila. left. Yeah. yeah, it is. The haircut, um, her physique is. Yeah. I, I can't even. I'm gonna throw up loads of pictures yeah. because you have to see it to believe it. Yeah. Like you could you could sleep on her back. You could build a house on she her. She looks on her shoulders. insane. Like compared to Andra, who's even still looks like a woman as well. You know, like but she's still like even Andra. I was you know I was watching there yeah. this morning going like. What what are they doing? Because mm. it's just it's unrealistic. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, uh, okay, He Man's unrealistic too. Yeah. But I mean, like He Man is, he, I would say He Man is Arnold Schwarzenegger plus mm. one. Yeah. You know, Mister Olympia plus one. Yeah, exactly. Where Tila is like the female version of that plus ten. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just ridiculous. It like is. it's she looks like an exper- experiment gone wrong. Yeah. She's she looks insane. But um, but that's it. So basically, from there, the show it unfolds that the show is exactly what they said. It's Tila has to reunite the world. She's given up on the world, basically, for five years. Let it fall to ruin. Because Prince Adam lied, lied to, her. to her. And she, she was a bit upset about that while sacrificing his life for her. Uh, which, again, I won't deny, it's a very interesting plot point. Yeah. Definitely would lead to some great character interactions, but it's not something you should base a whole show on. So now... The first half of this show is exactly what Clanfish said. It's all about Tila. She has to reunite everyone. Turns out she's the most important person in the world. And when they bring Prince Adam back in episode five. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's fo- they go to like Valhalla. What's hmm. it called in it? It's it's like Warrior's Heaven. Yeah, they call it. They, it has Which a, is Valhalla, it ha- but like it's its own it thing. It has a specific name, but they call it Heaven. 
and uh, they even call it in the show heaven. And you know, like it's it's weird because they seem to both shit on Prince Adam while also lifting him up. Like, they- by the way, we getting to that fifth episode, we get tiny little flashbacks of He Man. Mm. Nearly, I nearly every episode we get like this little small flashback mm. just to be like, oh, don't go anywhere. This is still a He Man. The show. show has no balls. Don't go. Don't I go actually, anywhere. I'm glad you pointed that out because I texted you when I was watching it. Yeah, the show has no balls. It's like it can't support its own thing. It's like we're gonna change everything. Where He Man's gone, Teal is the main character. We're gonna do it, but we're also gonna give you flashbacks to the classic in each episode so you don't go anywhere. But they're only like small, but just mm. to be like, hey, look, 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 look. He Man's still there. Somewhere, look at what okay? the show could be. Is yeah. what it is, and. You know, it, it, it's it's blatant. It's like the show wants to be subversive. It wants to do this, but it has no backbone in it. And again, we have to just reiterate mm. that this is everything Kevin Smith denied. Yeah, everything. It is. Like the Clownfish, pretty much said everyone's actually kind of saying it. Yeah, it's basically the Teela show. Yeah, and that's what he mm. balked at and said it's not at all that. Mm. It's not at all that. Every fan. That of the original series is mm. going to be happy with mm. this iteration, and they kill off beloved. They've they, they've killed off so many characters. They haven't killed off a single woman in this show yet. They've killed off Orko. Orko, they, and he is from the original. Like yeah. he is, he is like an OG. He sacrifices himself. His they first kill, episode they, OG. They kill off. Uh, they kill off Roboto. Is it Roboto or Ro- Robot Man? Is no, Ro- Roboto. 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 And then, right, we we get to heaven. We get to heaven. We see Prince Adam, who, for fuck's sake, is so clumsy yeah. that they're chasing He this. falls in dirt. He gets mud everywhere. She saves him, like, three times yeah. just when they're playing around. Yeah. And he, uh, he, uh, what, but then, but then you have moments where it's like, I, I just, I don't know how to feel because they have this thing where everyone in heaven chooses their, like, heroic form where they've turned into human. But Prince Adam chose, chose his form of Prince Adam and they make fun of him saying he's the only person who's picked a lesser form yeah, they, of himself they call him and like, they call him Flea Man they call him Flea Man but he just sits Adam's there and bro. takes it yeah. Adam's a bro yeah. if it's too hot get out of the kitchen mm. no he's fine in the he's kitchen a bro. he's like you can rag on me all these one yeah. guys I'm just happy to be here and they even bring up in the show that it's like Prince Adam wouldn't have made that sacrifice if he knew you wouldn't be there to you know look after things but she wasn't there to look after no, things she, wasn't. she abandoned it but the show hasn't come at her ba- for that abandoned it Got a new haircut and got a girlfriend. Yeah. But the show, like, the show is saying this where it's like, no, Tila, you're super important, but no one's holding her to account yet. No yeah. one's like... And Prince, Prince Adam even asks, like, he's in heaven. He's like, so so what's going on down there? He's like, no, I saved everyone, right? Did I not save any, yeah. everyone? And he gives up his spot in heaven. They make a big point of it being like, if you leave and go back down to earth, you can't come back. So you're done. You're done. So if you die again... Yeah. That's it. You're gone. But he still Forever. chooses to go back because... Because he's he, a boss. Because he's a boss. And, and ev- he's a good man. And even though he know, Like, even though no one specifically tells him that things have gone to shit, he knows. And he's like, you wouldn't be up here looking for the sword for a reason because they have to reunite the two swords or whatever. So <laughs> he goes back down. They, they fix the sword. He goes to lift it. And then he gets killed off again. Skeletor kills him. Skeletor kills him again. Kills him. So he's just back. So we had one episode, the first episode, where it's great. Yeah. And he sacrificed himself. It's classic He-Man. And you know, like, it's a he- you're, you're like, it's a He-Man show, mm. yeah? So yeah. he's coming back. Mm-hmm. So we we just wade through that water. Yeah. Uh, we wade through that Tila swamp mm. for episode two, three, and four. Mm. Finally, we're back. Yeah. We got He-Man. There's little sprinkles of He-Man in there so you don't, you know blow your brains out yeah and you're like oh yeah. finally we got him back and he's just been a, a straight up baller yeah. again being like you know what if I die I die I mm. want to save 
I won't save I everyone need to go again. Back. Yeah. I need to go back. If they need me, I'm going back. Yeah. Flea man. Go Flea back. Man. And then he gets stabbed and killed and Skeletor gets the sword of power, which was what was spoiled in the documentary thing. Yeah. And by the way, we watched that uh documentary behind the scenes. We're the only ones the who've ever watched show. it. The talk show. And they're interviewing Sarah Michelle Geller, who plays voices Tila, and they're like, How does it feel to be playing such a strong character and everything? She's like, Oh, it's great. She I'm literally glad. mentions the haircut. Yeah, and she's like, she's I like, love I've never played someone Teela. with such cool such haircut. Such a good haircut and everything. And then they're interviewing did. Chris Woods and they're like I, who plays He-Man they're like I don't know what would your fucking catchphrase be if you were a superhero or whatever and he's like oh where's my keys where's my, where's my but phone you know what? they don't even do that at first they, what did they say to him they're at like, first they're, they're like, like how oh, does I'd... it feel to be a part of a He-Man show where He-Man gets killed off twice, twice. You know? and they la- all laugh about it they're he goes all... have you ever read a script where in the pilot yeah. the first episode your character gets killed off yeah and he's flicking through he's like yeah I was reading the script and he's got a smile on his face but he's like I was reading it it's like oh are they really doing that you know and it's like he even said every script that I got I'm like oh they're doing that yeah, yeah because like you shouldn't yeah you shouldn't exactly so this is a show that everyone has been promising is for the fans it's for the fans and it's just clearly isn't you watch it it's not for the fans it has an agenda it wants to tell this subversive story it's not about He-Man at least the it's, first part and we, you gotta keep in mind as well like mm. most people when they talk about watching Masters of the Universe they just say I was watching He-Man He-Man yeah exactly it's the He-Man show and yeah. do you know what there's nothing fucking wrong with that no there's there, nothing wrong with having a male protagonist yeah there's like nothing whatsoever yeah. wrong with that and, and I feel like I've been shamed I'm isn't it weird like I feel like I'm being gender shamed for wanting a He-Man show to be about He-Man I know. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Even like we've seen tweets where like, well, if the boys are giving out so much, yeah. I, I need to watch this. I wasn't going to watch He-Man, but I heard straight men are complaining and now I can't wait to see it. And we made the point, we were talking to each other and we're like, yeah. that same person who tweeted that, if She-Ra yeah. was made, like the new iteration of She-Ra and it was more about Bo, I think that's like the male character well, yeah, in it. I don't if know. it was more about a male character, that person would be the loudest one screaming. Yeah. I mean, you they couldn't would tear do the that. walls down to Twitter to be like, everyone's getting cancelled. Yeah. You, you, you. Yeah. I mean, it's like the new She-Ra show is about Bo. You can't do that. Okay, fine. The new He-Man show, can that be about He-Man? No, it has to be about Tila. It has to be about Tila. Tila's more interesting. You got five, episodes, five seasons of She-Ra, but yeah. no, now we need... To- to change up the He-Man show. I mean, look, uh, we were we were talking back. I mean, I forgot we even spoke about this on an old podcast, but we were like, you know, it's so stupid that men are coming after the new She-Ra show because she's not sexy anymore or whatever. Like, I'm like, come on, guys. Come on, it's like, for... It, you, the fan base is... It's for certain fans. You have to appeal to them. And that was more... Or yeah, uh, it was more directed towards kids. So yeah. like, it wasn't like they were doing like an adult version of yeah. Shira. So like, of course she shouldn't be sexualized. Yeah, she shouldn't be sexualized. And the, the new outfit looked pretty damn cool yeah. to me. Like, I would imagine if I was a girl watching mm. it, I'd be like, okay, she looks badass. Yeah, she's and, cool, and she is a badass. And you know, we've heard that every male character in that show is apparently incompetent in a film. But you know what? Chris Hemsworth in Ghostbusters. Yeah, but you know what? Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's a Shira show. Like, it doesn't matter to me if young girls like it which is the main audience and you know young boys probably like it as well yeah that's cool i'm glad they enjoy it but this he-man show we were told is for the fans it's a direct continuation they're clearly looking for that older audience in it and then they just make it all about tila like that it so, doesn't make sense it's a, it's so obviously wrong and also like you, saying it out loud like yeah. it's just so obviously wrong yeah. that you would be like well that's the first idea that went on the whiteboard yeah. and then you, well we're gonna erase that and we'll yeah. get to the real idea and then we'll get to the real idea because it's the He-Man show and like you know you're putting I understand but that the, the She-Man show the She-Man the Miss Universe show the that's Miss Universe some yeah, review on uh, Rotten Tomatoes was like they've confused Masters of the Universe for Miss, Miss Universe. Universe excellent it's a great it's a great review but um, like 
I just I just don't understand it. And I, you know, I don't have a problem with them, you know, changing King Grayskull's race or whatever. Because you know what? Everyone is fucking white in He-Man. Yeah. So yeah, you probably should include some more people of color and everything. I totally get that. Even though Andra is a nothing character, I get why she's there. I don't have a big problem with that. It's just everyone is just... It's disrespected. And my brother hates the show. He was so upset through it. And he said, I asked him, is there anything specifically you wanted me to say about it? He says, you can say the animation's good because it is, but he's like, everything else is terrible. And he says, the show is made worse when actual cool things happen on it because the packaging is so bad. Yeah. He, it's, it's, I understand, I, yeah. I, and I understand how he's feel. I remember when I watched Batman v Superman and, you know, Batman would look great posing in the suit and everything. And then he would drive through five guys in his Batmobile. And <laughs> go, oh, come Whoa, on. Okay. It was super, it's like so upsetting. The Batmobile so, looks so cool. Yeah. It's like, it's oh, so cool. And it's, it's like, oh, he uses that to kill people. Yeah. Yeah. He's, okay. he's blowing okay. apart a truck with his gun. Like it, he, Zack Schneider, we're yeah. back to you. He's, 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 you know, he's going in to save Martha Kent and he shoots the guy's backpack after he just had that great fight scene where he didn't kill anyone there. Might be that that, that goon goon came up and shot him in the head in oh. the greatest he's like, as the greatest goon of all Still time. Still have a headache. But it's like it, it's just, here, I wanna mm. sorry to for interrupt no, you, no. but it's what you said. I'm actually yeah. just gonna regurgitate what mm. you said. You were telling me about what we what He Man well when we, once we watched the documentary to yeah. kinda explain what He-Man was supposed to be about. What they wanted him to represent. And like, it's just, it's just positivity, like with yourself. Mm. Like I've got, uh, I have the power. Yeah. Like, that's, they uh, wanted kids to feel like they have the power now, you know? Yeah. And to just be your true self. And like mm-hmm. Adam's true self is supposed to be He-Man. Yeah. Is in like, maybe just being true to yourself is the stronger version mm-hmm. of yourself. Which is like, why. Like don't mind peer pressure, yeah. you know? And then also, if you're stronger being yourself, you stand up to bullies mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, and that's why we see in in heaven, Adam chooses his form as himself, you know? Yeah. Like, that's a positive message. And those are the things I would like to focus on on this show. But then, like, what is this show saying, it's you know? It's definitely not saying that. Yeah. It's 100% not saying yeah. that. All I get from this is, like, girls get the job done. Mm-hmm. And, like, oddly... The girls get the job done better than guys, which yeah. I did not need that message. No, and it's 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 like it's putting so much on the character of Tila. Like Tila was a badass in the original show, and then you have Man at Arms, who was this weapons master and you know the head of defense, and then you have He Man, who was the hero and the main thing. And now it's looking like number one, Tila in the first episode was made Man of Arms, so that's she's now Man of Arms so as well home. as as well as Tila. And now it's looking like that she is the sorceress's daughter and going to be taking the sword of power. Yeah, so now, it and will you know, literally be She-Man then. So, so, the, so then she has now taken... So these two characters are now pushed to the side and it's out all about her. So Teal had already been a badass. Yeah. Now she has everything that Man at, at Arms has yeah. and everything that He-Man has. Yeah. Like, why do we even need any more characters? Exactly. Like, she is the best. Even though she's going around with a pissy attitude yeah. for the entire show. She is. We're supposed to be like, Joe, maybe stop taking steroids. Maybe be in a better mood. She's not even a fucking hero. Like, she's going around stealing stuff in the new... And I know she's stealing from bad people, but she is stealing stuff. Whereas Man at Arms is... You think def- Prince Adam would steal? Whereas no, Man- he is a prince. He is a prince. But, no, but even like when you see man at arms he's he's nursing orko who's dying he protects this guy from uh triclops this uh, amazing like or this overwhelming force he defends this guy with when he's not even allowed to use his weapons anymore yeah like 
you see real heroes in this, and yet we're supposed to follow Tila as well. I don't understand it. Who's just not heroic in any way. But look, the voice cast is great. There's some mixed performances in it, but a lot of it is really good. The animation is great. And it's just become blatantly obvious that Kevin Smith lied about everything. And it's just, of all people. Yeah. Like Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. King of the Nerds. He is king of the nerds. Yeah. He's the guy that you would listen to. He's yeah. the guy who's told the stories about Bruce Willis. He's the guy who's told the stories about like the crazy producer yeah. that wanted him to write a Superman movie. And he's like the guy didn't even know yeah. uh, who uh, Kal El was. Yeah, we should you should check out our episode where we talk about that. It's actually it's a, such a fun story. It is. Yeah. But he's like the, like these these guys don't even know he's the what guy. they're working on, and I, then we have literally him working on something that he doesn't know, yeah. and has completely got it wrong. And he went after people who were trying to. Tell the truth. Who t- told the absolute truth? Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's bad. It's just it doesn't see. I'm telling you, man. It's the way he lost. Yeah, it is the way. Don't he lost. ever trust the skinny yeah. Kevin. Never trust skinny Kevin. Yeah, only fat Kevin. And you know, it's probably better for his health that he's skinny and everything. But you know, you should never lie, Kevin. Don't no. tell lies. But don't take people through the grinder then yeah. for saying the truth as yeah. well. Don't. And then you're literally standing there and being like. Oh, you were right, actually. You he's know, like standing he, there. You're presenting it, the product that they described he's, perfectly. He's standing there in the Master of the Universe Revelation Revelations thing going, we killed He-Man twice. You thought it was a show about He-Man, but we killed him off twice. He is literally bragging and laughing about yeah, that. Yeah. So look, it's cool that Skeletor gets the score and I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited I, to see I, that. I'm excited to see that. But and I'll tell you, it made me want to buy toys, which yeah. is what... Initially, the show was all Any about back show in the eighties. Makes you want to buy toys. I literally, I'm gonna buy a Skeletor, yeah. and I'm like, sadly, I'm gonna buy a Revelation mm. uh, Skeletor because I want that character design. I think yeah. it looks great, even yeah. though I don't want to support it. Yeah, it's um, and I'm gonna watch the second part. Yeah, I'm interested though. to see what the trailer for the second part is because if it does look like it's remaining the Tila show, then like, I just, I just don't understand the. Uh, it's just baffling, and like. Yeah. People. Also here, like, if this was a kids show, yeah, it's such a wrong message because, like, of course we're saying Shira, look, here's a great female character, yeah. who's super strong, mm. and she's kicking ass, and mm. like, what a great strong female hero yeah. to like look up to, mm. and then like, what do the young boys get? Mm. They get told that no, you're. Your shit, like mm. the gender's yeah. wrong. Really, like it should be Tila. Like she, yeah. it's her. It's, it's her been adventure wrong from the beginning. It's, it's all about f- Tila. Yeah, and we're not saying that you have to make Tila like some bumbling idiot or anything not in the show. All. Like you have Lena Headey playing Evil Lynn. She's fucking great. Nails chewing, it. Chewing scenery. You know, Tila is a badass. You know, from the very first episode, Tila. You go with Prince Adam, make sure he's okay and protect him, you know? Yeah, and why am I getting a lecture now? Yeah. Like, when I'm watching the show, I just feel like I'm getting told mm. that we're rewriting history, mm. actually, all those years. Mm. And also, you're told that this is a show for... Look, we weren't hardcore to He-Man fans. My brother was. I was a bit from him, like... But, like, why are you being told that this is a show for the fans when you watch it? And you're like, this clearly isn't a show for the fans. It's yeah. trying... It has an agenda. And, Joe, you know I know this is slightly off-topic, yeah. but... When we watched that documentary, it was really interesting to hear how sexist the industry was back yeah. then in the eighties, where Shira wasn't allowed to like punch people, no, and hit people. And what she'd have to do is like they were like, oh, if she moved like a ballerina and moved out of the way, and like the two goons would, like hit each other, yeah, or they'd hit a wall, and that's how they damaged themselves. Yeah. We don't want her hitting people, yeah. And I'm like, 
they, they talk about how outrageous that was mm. at the time and like I, of course it was outrageous completely you know? outrageous and, and that's, that's why what... I'm glad they got five seasons of a good show yeah. where she got to be powerful and beat people up and be a Wonder Woman type figure you know anyway um, I don't know I I almost you you should watch Masters of the Universe but like you know it's exactly what you think it is going to be yeah. like it's as messed up and I don't know if they are going to salvage it for part two because yeah. there's no release date for it yet there's no release date and, and as well as that they ask you at the end of the documentary to tweet um, more Motu at the end of the documentary so is it is it in question that there's going to be a part two do you mm. know what I mean yeah yeah no no there definitely is because um Kevin Smith says in that talk show to Mark oh, Hamill, yeah. well, let's not spoil anything that happens yeah, later on. Yeah. So they definitely have recorded some episodes. Okay. But you know what? Before we finish up, I want to just talk about the Rotten Tomatoes score because mm. it's very interesting. So the main professional critics have it at 94% and that's with 36 reviews. Mm. And then the audience has it at 30% and that's, excuse me, out of 170 Sorry, 1,771 reviews. Yeah. It's on a 30% score. Which is higher, by the way. It was 25 when I watched it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. same myself. But like now there's like another 700 reviews. But 30%, it, like, it's just horrible to see a huge bridge between professional critics yeah. who, let's, let's be honest, like you kind of can't say what you feel. No, you really if you're can't. In that, if you're in that position, yeah. which is horrible as well. It's like there's a gun to your head saying like, if you say anything bad about Tila, yeah. well then you're a show, chauvinistic prick. Yeah. It's like, no, it's just maybe a bad character. Can you read the critics consensus for me, please? Oh, I will do indeed. Mm. This is horrendous. So this is the critics consensus for part one yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. It says, armed with an incredible voice cast. Very true. Very true. Revelation smartly updates Master of the Universe while retaining the quirky charms of the original to create a show that's bound to please fans and newcomers alike. Fans. Fans. And newcomers alike. And then you literally have to move your eye like half a centimeter down yeah. to see 30% audience score. 30% audience score. You need to update your consensus there, you buddy. You do, because that is a lie. That's yeah. a lie. And your own site is making fun of your own statement. Yeah, as well as that people are accusing people of review bombing it, which clearly isn't the case. And I hate seeing in the reviews people saying, here, I'm not being toxic by saying this people have to don't, like they have to yeah, they, they have, have to, to be like look I'm, I'm not trying to be toxic but this genuinely like it's not what I was looking for like I hate that you have to say that yeah yeah I know it sucks it's a yeah. bad situation all around my brother is very obsessed at home he nearly I, cried watching the Masters of the Universe or Paragraphical documentary when he was seeing the old cartoon and he was just made him even more upset about what Revelations was well I love reading some of those audience reviews where mm. some of them just go to town yeah, yeah. and they're not apologetic about like hey you know what I'm not sexist I'm not yeah. misogynistic but like I really just wanted a He-Man show because yeah. it usually is a he like it's a He-Man show it's yeah. Masters of the Universe He-Man you know and I just love when there's people who are just like Bullshit. I don't Kevin ca- lied. <laughs> Clownfish were right. I don't This ca- is shit. Yeah. Tila show. I don't care that my name's attached to this. I'm yeah. going to fucking go after these people. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's just how you feel. Doesn't yeah. mean that you're a horrible person who hates all women. No, exactly. But, but I am a horrible person and I do hate all me women. Me too. And on that note, we should move to Hunk and Skunk. <laughs> yes, please. So Hunk of the Week. 
Are we going to get what? Who did we agree to give it to? I cannot remember. Oh, I remember yeah. Michael from Dawn of the Dead. Michael, because yeah. he's a lesser-known actor, and we were like, this guy is killing it in this role. Let's see, Jake Weber. Jake Weber with yeah. the coolest voice. The coolest voice playing a character who is just outstanding in the movie. Subtly nuanced. Subtly I would say. nuanced, and you know, I don't. You, we went to his IMDb. He doesn't really show up in anything else, but he's really good in it. You should definitely check out Dawn of the Dead. And Skunk of the Week. It's too easy. It's too easy. Skinny Kev. Skinny Kev. Skinny Kev. Skinny Kev. Kev, I can't believe you lied to us. I really can't. And hey, like, the internet remembers. Yeah. Snapshots, uh, like, you know, yeah. like screenshots. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all there. Yeah. Yeah, the history's there, Kev. You can't delete your conversations. No. Well, that's been straight to series, everyone. We're glad <sighs> to be back. It was a bit of a negative episode. It was a negative but I episode. I need to get those. I need to exercise those demons. Me too. We've been sitting on those demons for a while now, so yeah. needed to get them out. I'm sweating buckets in here. I'm sweating too. We're yeah. gonna finish up now. We are. So um, thank you for listening. Yeah. And if you like what you hear, can you like, subscribe on yeah. whatever platform yeah. that you use? Mm-hmm. And uh, we greatly appreciate it. We and send us free shit. Well, yeah, send us free shit, please. We'd love a sponsorship, and we are hopefully gonna be back to regular uploads and everything yeah we you have know. a few ideas for a few podcasts we do we do other juicy ones yes we'll try and come up with a more positive one for next week i need one i need one but no promises <laughs> yeah. uh, to get all hyped up for this we watch the jackass forever trailer that looks great can't so wait for fun. that to come out give me it um you should guys check that out and the dune trailer that just dropped was awesome looks like an epic movie awesome so there there's a little bit of positivity at the end don't know what that movie's about still no neither do Massive i spice worms. spice milan that's what it's about fair <laughs> enough Dave Petitison anyway on that note thank you for listening or watching yes uh, or both if you did and we will see you hopefully next week hopefully next week I have the power not anymore not anymore Tila has the power Tila took power. my power <sighs> Tila punched me in the face and stole my power and my lunch money and your girlfriend <laughs> and my girlfriend yeah, yeah. alright bye ya. bye